The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Botanic Tonics. Okay, so they have this wellness tonic. It's called Feel Free. It's like a healthy productivity enhancer and an alcohol alternative. How I like to take this is I get a little feel free. I get them at Sun Life or I buy them online. And then I'll take a couple sips and go on a walk with a friend. And it just gives you like all the good vibes. Very much like plant medicine. There's kava in it and other ancient plants. I definitely recommend that you look into it. Obviously do your own research, but the kava gives you like a feeling of calm and relaxation. It's like a wave that washes over you and helps you loosen up. Anyway, we have a code for you. You're going to go to botanictonics.com and use code skinny for 25% off. I think you will love this, especially if you want to start the year off with no alcohol. Use code skinny for 25% off on botanictonics.com. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! I was a makeup influencer first before even I became a fitness influencer. I was just, you know, going on YouTube videos, watching makeup, and I wanted to see how to do hijab in a different way. And at that time, there was no hijab videos. And that's how I started. I started posting pictures on Facebook with different hijab styles, with makeup. Then my husband's like, you know what? There are not a lot of Muslim couples doing workouts together. And I just started posting. It was like a full journey that I was just like, you know, let's just do it. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. That clip was from our guest of the show today, Saman Munir. And today we're talking all things health and fitness to round out the year. Saman is a Toronto-based certified trainer, Under Armour representative, recipient of American Influence Award for International Fitness Influencer of the Year in 2021, a mom of three, a proud Muslim woman, and the newest addition to the Evolve You app's all-female global training team. With that, Saman, welcome to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. All right, let's get some context. Give us some background. Where did you grow up? Where were you born? Start with that. Okay, so I was born in Toronto, Canada. But when I was six years old, I moved back to Pakistan. And I came back when I was, I believe, 13 years old. So I studied there from grade two to grade eight. And then I came back here in grade nine. And then since then, I'm here. You moved when you were six years old to Mm -hmm. Pakistan. Correct. Why did you decide to move? It was my parents' will because they wanted us to learn the culture and the religion, get more closer to the family because we didn't have any family. So it was only my parents here. So they said, okay, let's go back home. But my father, he was there for six months because we thought that we're going to stay there forever, but that didn't happen. So after six months, he's like, I cannot find a job. I don't think I'm going to stay here. So he moved back and we stayed there for seven years. And what is it like? Without him. Without him. What is it like? Explain it to someone who's never been to Pakistan. What? Oh, my God. It's just a different world. Totally different. It's uh, there's a lot of lot of differences like school education wise. Um, It's just it's a third world country. You know how it is. So it's it's nothing like Canada. But then again, you have your family there, you have your culture, your religion and all that stuff where, I mean, it's here as well. I felt like I was more closer here in Canada than I was in Pakistan. So but it's the family aspect that we have the whole family there. 
So when you say it's a third world country, you know how it is. Explain more on what, when you said It's not that. clean. There is load shedding. There is no electricity. There is no water. If you're rich, you're good. And if you don't have money for middle class, it's just not enough. It's, it's hard. And what is that like growing up as a six-year-old being surrounded by that? It was tough. It was especially my father not being there and he was in Canada. So he would come visit us once a year. And that was really oh, wow. tough. Yeah. So it was all my mom. She practically raised all three of us. Yeah. And when your dad came back, did you guys like freak out? Oh, he would come visit us every December. Okay. So winter holidays and he'll come with us, stay with us for two weeks and then he will leave. So we'll be excited, yeah, to see him. And was his thought that you guys were better being closer to family while he was working? Correct, yeah. And what was, I imagine that's a bit of a a lifestyle shock when you kind of, when you go from Canada, which is not a third world country, and then you go back and Correct. then he's going back and forth. So how, how did that feel as a young girl? So it was obviously difficult for us because we grew up without him, right? And he also got into really bad habits, staying by himself. And that's when my mother decided in 1990. Or I believe that we're going to move back. We will actually went back to Canada just for a visit. We said, okay, you know what? It's been seven years. You've been coming over. We want to go and visit you now. So when my mom saw my dad, he's sick and he has diabetic and he had alcohol issues. And alcohol is a big no-no in our religion. And my mom was like, that's it. No, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay here with you. But I think he had some other issues as well. And after a year or two years later, he left us. He's like, I can't live with you guys. I he was so used to living independent. And then he's like, I'm going back home. So he left us. So do you think in hindsight, he was kind of maybe doing that setup, at like was kind of ha trying to take kind of an easy way to maybe leave without actually having to Correct. like officially leave? Yeah. So I, I was in high school, I remember, and I was coming back from school. My mom told me she's crying. She's like, your dad left. In a way, it was, I felt good because he was very abusive when he used to get drunk. And that was really tough on my brother and my sister and myself. And we were just tired of that lifestyle. And my mom obviously never said anything. She just, you know, take it in and all that stuff. So when he was gone, we were kind of happy. We were like, okay, you know what? That's it. It's not going to happen anymore. With, and, with re your religion and you can't drink, how does one even try alcohol if you can't drink? Was it, was it something that just happened when he was away and you don't know? There's a lot of good and bad Muslims, right? There's like, in every culture, in every religion, there are good and bad people. So obviously there are a lot of Muslim people who do drink and all that stuff. But with him, because he was all by himself, nobody was there to say anything. So he just went on like, you know, because he was living on by, by himself. So I think he just got in the habit of drinking. Did your mom uphold a really religious household when your father wasn't around? Yes, she did. She prays five times a day. She still does till now. You know, she reads Quran and she always told us, you know, you do the same thing, guiding us on the right path. You know, this is not the right thing. So for her to see him doing all that was so difficult, was so difficult, but she couldn't do anything. Because it's also, I mean, it's also a culture where divorce is not common, oh, yes. correct? So that's correct. also like a very taboo thing. And when you have, your mom was probably in such a tough position raising all of you. And then there's this alcohol abuse going on. And then she's like, well, what am I supposed to supposed do? Because she's supposed to hold everything together. Absolutely. Because culture and the people, what are people going to say? That was the, that was what I've been raised with. What are people going to say? So obviously there was no divorce, but then he left us when we came back to Canada. Is, is that how you felt like everyone surrounding you was what were people going to say or more like your mom? That's what my mom felt like what people were going to say, because that's how she's been raised. I think a lot of people in that generation Correct. thought, what are people going to say? Or they were comparing. I feel like they, there was an element of like, 
they were brought up on water. And now I think it's more like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> right. No, everyone's like throwing themselves out there. Correct. Like we're just seeing what works. But with my parents and other parents that that were their age, I had I feel like the same kind of like keeping up with the Joneses energy. Correct. Correct. It was always like that. What people are going to say, we can't do this. We can't do that. Your father's not here. You're not allowed to go here. You're not allowed to do that. So there was a lot of restrictions and all that stuff. Yeah. And did you have a positive experience with your religion when you were young? Was it all good? I mean, we've had a lot of different people on this podcast talk about positives and negatives. I always had a positive because my mom was there for us. So she's always said, you know, have faith in God, because if you will get through it, just pray five times a day. And I tell my kids the same thing. I said, I don't care if you do well in school, just pray five times a day, be on the right path. And that's it. That's what I care about. Because when you're a good Muslim, you will do good things. So for me, it's all about that. Is there a prayer schedule? Yes. What's the schedule? So one is like before sunrise, then one I just before I came, I prayed. And then one is at three o'clock and then one is at the sunset. And one is, then the last one, the fifth one is after the sunset. Hold on. I have a question. <laughs> is this in your calendar with alarms or do you just automatically do it because you've been doing it since you were little? We have an app. You have an app. Yeah. But obviously with the timings, like you get used to it, you know, OK, you know what? It's three o'clock. It's time to read. It's like sunset. It's time to read. And then it's like nine o'clock. It's time to read. And is it a, is it a, the same prayer every time or are you actually like, you know, praying for something or praying for people or is it is it the same every time or di different times it's the same every time but it's little or more it's the same arabic words that we are reading so yeah that is discipline yes that i mean that really what well, i think that teaches severe discipline even to your children absolutely yeah even this do they wake up before sunrise they do I, I do. Yeah. I well, do can you take notes here? Maybe maybe, gotta, maybe she's going to start praying here. <laughs> no, I think that this this shows discipline. It shows what after a long time, something that builds up. There's a lot of different things that this shows to, to a child, I think. You know, religion's always a tough subject, but I think religion like religion has brought a lot of great things to the world. And it's also, you know, brought a lot of bad right. things. But if you have I, I think like the morals that religion, especially to young children, it, you know, it can be a very positive impact on young children's lives because it gives them that kind of, you know, frame of morality. It gives Correct. them that discipline. It gives them a higher power. It gives them all. So like, I think that's great. Where where I think sometimes it gets out of hand is when people abuse it or they misinterpret Correct. it and they use or it. Or force it on the kids. Yes. I cannot force it. I tell like I wear hijab. I tell my daughter, you're 14. I'll tell you, I'll guide you. But if you don't want to wear it, don't wear it. Well, the best thing that you can do, I think, as a mother is show them. Correct. You When exactly. they see you doing it. Exactly. I, I think it has nothing to do with saying you have to do this. Correct. You have to do that. Like when they see their mother, my daughter watches me meditate all the time. And the other day she, you know, she's two and she was laying there with her eyes closed. Med she said, told me she was meditating <laughs> So because she's seen me do it. And if Correct. she hadn't seen me do it and I told her meditate, 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 she probably wouldn't. Absolutely. All right. How did you come back to the United States? I know you said your husband's from South Africa. How did you meet him? Tell us the story. Canada. Can't. I thought you said South Africa. No, he's from South Africa, but Canada. She's in Canada. No, I'm I know you're in Canada, but you said your husband's from South Africa. Uh, you said United States. You said you actually said United States. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Sorry, guys. You said your husband's from South Africa. Correct. Not United States. How did you meet him? Tell us that story. So we met in Toronto. We met in Toronto and I did tell my mom about him. And my mom said, hell no. What was the re <laughs> what was the reasoning? Because he's South African. Why? 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 I want to understand that. So religion does not say that. Islam says that you can marry another Muslim person. Does not matter what, what country they're from. But it's the culture. 
it's the culture because she's been raised that way. She knew my father was not there. She's like, okay, what are people, like I said, what are people going to say? Someone got married to South African. Her father left and now she's doing this and she's doing that. So that was really hard for her to digest that. My daughter's going to get married to a South African. First of all, she did not even know. Like when you, when you say South Africa, she thought it was not a Muslim person. I said, no, mom, it's, he's Muslim. He's, his background is Indian. He's still, but no, it has to be Pakistani. What if, what if he wasn't Muslim? Would she have been even more mad? Oh, God. oh my God. <laughs> Let's not even go there. Really? <laughs> Let's not even go there. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Is that a generational thing with your mother? Like if your daughter grew up and married someone who, who's not Muslim, what you, what would you do? I can't do anything. I can't do anything. There's nothing that I can do. I prefer my daughter marrying a Muslim. I don't care what color. I don't care what background. I don't care if it's he's a convert. I would love her to marry. But if she finds somebody else. What can I do? I'm not going to disown her. She's still my daughter. Right. You can't control it. Exactly. So whatever happens, happens. Yeah, it happens. Okay. So when you introduced your mom to your boyfriend at the <laughs> time, what did she do? What did she say? What did she do? She's like, no, this is not going to happen. It's never going to happen. You are not going to marry him. So the way I introduced was like, I met him and then we knew each other for a couple months. And then I told my mom. And the whole family came over and my mom like said, OK, but she's like, nope, it's not going to happen. I'm not happy with this. It's never going to happen. So he left. He went to South Africa. He wow. Left. Yeah. In front of him. She said, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. In front of the whole family, not just him, the whole family. She's like, nope, not happening. So a lot of this is like a family decision. Yeah. Like everybody gets together <laughs> yeah. and it's like, we're all here. We're all making we're all part of this. Yeah. <laughs> You had an opposite experience. You said, I don't give a fuck what my family's saying. I'm just going to do what I want. Well, that's not true. I can't really just, it wasn't as much of a group consensus, I guess, in my, in my case. So when your mom gives you this information, are you like laughing because you're going to do it anyway? Or are you freaking out? No, I, I'm not going to do it. I will go with her will. I, I can't because she's been so much hurt from my dad and I didn't want to hurt her further. So I said, OK, fine, then I won't. So and there's that's why people he out there that are not marrying the loves of their life because of their parents is what you're telling me. Yeah, well, could be. <laughs> yeah, but now the time has changed. So what happened? We're how not going to do that. How did it? Um, how did it end up working out? <laughs> okay, so he came back after one and a half year, and he's like, um, "I'm coming back." I said I was still not married or anything, so there was nothing going on. So he's like, "I was like, yeah, but my mom said no to you already." And then what happened was once um, I got a text message and at that time I was uh, going to the gym and all that. And my brother goes, uh, who's, is that your trainer? I said, no, it's, it's Fahim. And, and he goes, oh, he's back. I say, yeah, he is. I, so I told him the whole situation and he's like, okay, I'll talk to mommy. So he came over again after one and a half year. And I think at that time when he came, to, it was 23. He was only, I think 23 or 24. I can't remember. He's two years younger than me. And for at that time, he looked very young. And now after a year later, he looked, he, I think he was working out. He looked more built. He looked more <laughs> <laughs> so he looked more better. And then my mom was like, okay, but it, even that, it took her a while to accept him. And now it's like, oh my God, I wish my son was like him. He's the best son-in-law. I love him so much.
Quick break to talk about AG1 Athletic Greens. We have been screaming praise about this business, this brand for so long. We are upon a new year, new you, and that's because you are finally, after all this time, going to listen to me and go and try out Athletic Greens. If there is only one thing that you could try, there is only one thing to select from, from all the things we recommend, I highly, highly, highly suggest checking out Athletic Greens, and here's why. It has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. If you were thinking about the ultimate multivitamin, this would be it. This is what I take every single day. It's what Lauren takes every single day. We take it when we travel. We take it when we're at home. We give a little to our kids. And it's because it packs so much into a single punch. We have been taking this product now for close to two or three years. I have more energy. I have better sleep. I have better focus. I am feeling hydrated all the time. I feel like the bags under my eyes have been dissipated. And I just look and feel great. And it's because we're getting all of these high quality vitamins and minerals every single day, not to mention we're getting our greens. For someone like me who struggles to actually go and get my greens from food sources, this blend of ingredients also supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. So like I said, it really just packs a punch. It's an incredible product. Just one scoop, one minute, once a day, every day. Take it with your first glass of water and watch it change your life. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com skinny. Again, that is athleticgreens.com skinny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Enjoy athleticgreens.com slash skinny. Do you want five different types of collagen with 20 amino acids that's supercharged with vitamin C? Well, you can have this in your coffee or in your water every day. I like to use a frother, put it in there, get all my nutrients, just help my body produce more collagen with Beyond Collagen. It's by Live Conscious. Okay, so this brand is absolutely amazing. They couple clinical science with ancient wisdom. Live Conscious is on a mission to help people feel more connected to themselves, one another, and the earth. And you should also know that Live Conscious proudly partners with the Eden Reforestation Projects to plant one tree for every purchase. So with your help, they're on track to plant 1 million trees by the end of the year. So your collagen starts to go away in your mid-20s. I learned this through a lot of the skincare experts that we've had on the podcast. And when your collagen production starts to decline, it gives you saggier skin, which can give you duller hair, inky joints, etc. So if you want that like youthful appearance and vibrancy, it's important to keep taking collagen consistently. This one is one that's absolutely amazing because it's from grass-fed bovine, wild-caught fish, chicken, and eggshell sources, and it makes sort of like a collagen cocktail. But in my opinion, the most important thing is it's mixed with 20 amino acids, which is so amazing for you, and it's going to give you that youthful, glowing, plump skin. It's all about what you put in your body, not just on your body. If you're like me and you're looking for more skin elasticity, you got to check them out. For a limited time, you can get a purchase of Beyond Collagen with an exclusive 15% off. For TSC listeners only, you're going to go to weliveconscious.com slash skinny or use promo code skinny anywhere on the site. Again, that's weliveconscious.com slash skinny for an extra 15% off. That's on top of their standard savings and valid for Beyond Collagen, as well as their entire line of 23 unique offerings designed to balance your mind, your body, and your spirit.
So some of the some of the morals that you grew up with, or or some of the the biggest takeaways from your childhood, like what are you what are you hoping to pass on to your children, and what are you saying, like oh maybe we're not going to be that strict in other areas. We're not going to be that strict. Oh no 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 no. When you say that strict to someone like me who grew <laughs> up very free flowing, kind of beat to the tune of my own drum. I don't think I understand what you mean. What do you mean very strict? Like, give me some things, like some little details that is very strict. Like, I will allow her to marry whoever she wants to marry. I'm not going to be like, oh, no, this guy is like South African or he's this or he's that from that background. I don't care. What is other things that happened that were so strict? You look back, you're like, oh, my gosh, that was so strict. Oh, my mom didn't allow us to go to the malls. Girls don't go to the malls. Girls don't go to the gym. Girls don't do this. Girls are so it's like we never did anything. You stayed at home. <laughs> until I started working. Did you have to cook, clean, like keep up the house? She wanted me to. Yeah, she wanted to teach me how to cook. I I hate cooking. I'm sorry. That's uh, something some, I can't you do. Got, you guys got something in common here. <laughs> I, I can't yeah, cook. But, my- <laughs> so when you decide to marry him, what was the wedding like? And how quickly did you guys have kids? What is your family like? If I want to get into your entrepreneurial endeavors after that. But first, tell us when you, you guys got married, what was was the wedding? Good vibes. Was everyone on the same page? When you had kids. Oh, everybody was on the same page when we got married. Everybody was happy. They were happy that it's, you know, it's happening. Then when my daughter was born, I was working before my daughter was born. I was working as a um, document specialist in an aerospace company called Honeywell. And me and my husband decided that once we have kids, I'm not going to work. I'm going to stay home, take care of the kids. And uh, that's exactly what we did. So I left my career. And then when did you decide to get into what you're doing now? Tell us exactly when you had the epiphany to start what you're doing and how that sort of started. So I be- I was a makeup influencer first before even I became a fitness influencer. When I had my daughter, I was just, you know, going on YouTube videos, watching makeup, and I wanted to see how to do hijab in a different way. And at that time, there was no hijab videos. So I said, you know what, maybe I should start doing something on Facebook. And that's how I started. I started posting pictures on Facebook with different hijab styles, with makeup. I started getting like business from other brands, like Islamic brands. They start sending me hijabs, they start sending me makeup from different brands. Like I got Too Faced, you know, you name it, all types of makeup. And, you know, just started doing videos and all that kind of stuff. For I did that for seven, eight years. And then my husband's like, you know what? There are not a lot of Muslim couples doing workout together. Why don't you create another account and start doing fitness? Because I always liked fitness. I, w- I was always in it, but I was not, I didn't have that positive mindset. It was like, how can I get skinny? How can I just lose weight? How can I be a size zero? So that was my mindset. So at that time, I said, okay, you know what? Let's just do it. He suggested it. That's why it's called SFM underscore fitness. Someone, my name, and then his name, Fahim. And then we both have the same last name. Sure. So we started off. And then a week later, he's like, um, I'm too busy. You do it yourself. So I started doing posting everything on on my Instagram page, on my fitness page. And I started going to UFC. That's uh, after my third child. I said, OK, you know what? I'll join the gym. And when I started joining the gym, I started posting videos on my workouts from the UFC gym. And I t- started tagging UFC. So UFC gym said, you know what? You don't have to pay any membership. Just keep on tagging us, promoting us. And just from there, it started from one to the other. And then I started tagging all the brands, Under Armour, and all those other, you know, Nike, Adidas. And then I emailed everybody. And then I said, you know what, I would like to collaborate with you guys. And then Under Armour was the only one that came back to me and said, OK, you know what, we will take you as an influencer. And what were these what were the workouts that you were doing? Oh, just like normal workouts like kettlebell, 
functional training, HIIT training. My form was not even good because I just started. And I just started posting. It was like a whole journey that I was just like, you know, let's just do it. I think people like that, though. I don't think they want the perfection at the end of the tunnel. I think they like to see the evolution of the person. I'm even like with TikTok, like people just like like to see what's really happening. I feel like what kind of messages do you get from your community? Oh, they love it. They are so inspired. They want they want to do it. They even the male like the 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 guys, they will message me like, oh, we can't even do what you're doing. We're so proud of you. And all types of messages, positive. And there's some negative as well. Well, I imagine, especially from the, what you explained coming from Pakistan and the culture you come from and saying that women aren't even allowed to go to the gym in some cases, it's probably inspiring to a lot of women that come from your culture to see you not only doing these things, mm-hmm. but building a substantial career at the same Correct. time. Correct. So I imagine you get a lot of, I mean, that must make you feel good to get those kind of messages. Correct. That is true. Yeah, because I would say like my mom was a bit different, but I know that a lot of Pakistani parents do allow, they do give a lot of freedom to their kids. I think my mom was in a situation because she grew up that way and because my father was not there, so she was strict with us. But I know a lot of friends of mine who are Pakistani who have a lot of freedom. They go out, they travel with their friends, even they're not married. But with me, it was not, I had no choice like that. I could only travel if I'm working. Do you like living in Toronto now? Do you ever miss living in Pakistan? No. Never? No, I love I love living in Toronto. I don't think I want to go back, no. And why? Why don't you want to go back? It's just the way things are. Like, there's no electricity. There's no water. I do miss my family. My sister lives there. She lives there. She moved from here to, to there after she got married. But I think the lifestyle here is so much better. It's busy. I mean, I understand, like, you know, she has a good lifestyle, too, because she doesn't have to work. She has maids and she can do whatever she wants. But I like the lifestyle here more because there's more security, there's more opportunities, a lot of things. I think I'm just so intrigued because I've never been there. And when you've never been somewhere, you can look at pictures all day long, but it's not the same Mm-mm. to actually go there and feel it and smell it and Correct. see it. And so I think it's I keep asking you so many questions about that because I've never been there. And I think a lot of people listening probably have never been there. So yeah. it's it's interesting. The pollution itself is just horrible. Like 3000 times worse than L.A. Oh, my bad. God. I don't know about L.A., but it's really bad. It's really polluted. Yeah. So now that you have your business, what are what are you working on now? How are you growing the business? How are you evolving it? So I'm a trainer with obviously for Evolve You. I'm their sixth trainer. So I've been doing that plus with Under Armour. I've been working with them as well. So I've created a program with Evolve You called Focus Program. We have like beginners, uh, intermediate and advanced program. So it's like a hit style program. Anyone can do it. It's not like you have to be an athlete to try the program. equipment no no for, equipment. so so for my my program you don't need equipment maybe a dumbbell but for the beginners you don't even need to use that so there's it's no body excuses weight. yeah no excuses it's like literally less than 30 minutes and it's for everybody it's for everybody like i said you don't have to be an athlete you anyone can do it and do you have any products that you're working on are you doing anything in the business world or is it just focused on the app that you're doing right now focused on the app right now yeah and are you guys just growing and expanding Correct. it what advice do you have for entrepreneurs that that maybe are starting something new and they're nervous? So that's not my app. That is Chrissy Chella's app. Got it. Right. So I'm just a trainer. No, but you're also very entrepreneurial. What you started and what you did with your makeup and everything. You I know? don't do anything with makeup anymore. I'm done with that. But I mean, you have entrepreneurial. Yes, I spirit. did. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I did. I did. Like I, I worked with a lot of brands and stuff like that. You know, just even people ask me right now, how did you got with Under Armour? I said, just email them, tag them. 
they watch your stories. They do watch your posts. They might not reply to you, but it doesn't hurt to, you know, email everybody. I also think, too, if you're listening and you want to work with a brand and you don't want to like tag the brand big, you can always tag the brand small. So if there's a brand that I absolutely love that I'm dying to work with, like, let's just say Yeti, because I have one in front of me. What Mm -hmm. I'll do is I'll tag at Yeti, post my Yeti, but I'll shrink it to be really, 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 really small. So no one can see it. But Yeti, but they can see it. There you go. But they can see it. And then that's like a way to just get attention to be like, hey, I love your brand. I'm a big fan. But you're not obnoxious about the tag and like annoying your audience. True, true, true. I think that has worked really well. You are a mother. You're a wife. You have a business. How do you balance everything? Oh my do you have God. like a very set schedule? It's not easy. Oh, my God. It, it's tough. Well, because not all three of my kids go to school. So it's easy for me to, you know, drop them off to school. And that's when I do my workout videos and all that stuff. So right after they're like, you know, in school, that's my time to, you know, do whatever I can do like my emails and my workouts, my recording and all that stuff. What about nighttime though? Because it's a it's a lot to wind down at night, <laughs> oh, especially we have a two year old. Like I said, who has it? You have a we two- have a two year old. Oh wow, that's we have tough. a almost yeah two two year old and a four month old. Do you have any oh, wind down wow. tips? Last night she was up till ten p.m. I remember at that time. Oh my goodness, it was tough. Like my husband helped me a lot. I'm not gonna lie, he helped me a lot. Like he will get up at nighttime and. Do whatever he can. <laughs> you're looking at her. He does too. No, he does. He does. I'm looking at him like. Thought she was going to put me on blast. A lot like, of husbands don't yeah. help. Yeah, but I'm so lucky that my husband is very, very supportive. Like even through my pregnancy, he helped me a lot. After I had them, like you know, giving them a bath, making them food, everything. Like he really took care of me. All right, let me tell you about Mind Bloom. This is actually going to blow your mind. Mindbloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy, which offers a combination of science-backed medicine with a clinician and guided support for people who are looking to improve their mental health and well-being. I initially found out about this through a girlfriend who was struggling with depression so bad she had done sort of everything and she finally tried at-home ketamine therapy and it changed her life. So MindBloom connects patients to licensed clinicians to help them achieve better outcomes with lower cost, greater convenience. You do it at home and an artfully crafted experience. So what you do is you take MindBloom's online assessment and then you schedule a video consultation with a licensed clinician to determine if it's right for you. And if you're approved, then you discuss your health history and your goals for your mental health treatment. So what they do is they send you a kit in the mail and this has the medicine, the treatment material and the tips for getting the most out of your experience. And after two sessions, you guys, 87% of MindBloom clients reported improvements in depression and 85% reported improvements in anxiety. Absolutely amazing. This is a really cool tool to have in your toolbox for mental health and well-being. I've heard so many good things about this. You can let MindBloom guide you and just really help with your mental health. Right now, MindBloom is offering all our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up for mindbloom.com slash TSC and use promo code TSC at checkout. You're going to go to mindbloom.com slash TSC at promo code TSC for $100 off your first six-session program today. That's mindbloom.com slash TSC, promo code TSC. All 
All right, so recently I organized my entire fridge. I just wanted it streamlined so Zaza could open up the refrigerator and grab a healthy snack. I have the fruit in one place. I have the cheeses. I have the meats, everything so she can grab it. And of course, I also have snacks. And one of the snacks that we have are Perfect Bars. So these are made with freshly ground nut butter, organic honey, and 20 organic superfoods. But most important to me is that each Perfect Bar contains 17 grams of protein per bar. So Zaza can grab that. She gets a little treat because they have flavors like dark chocolate chip peanut butter, coconut peanut butter, and salted caramel. But she's also getting the protein. And really important to me, they're made with all whole food ingredients and they contain no artificial preservatives, so I store them in the fridge. I like to keep them cold. You can grab one after a workout. This is like such a great way to wind down at night with a cup of tea or a snack. Like I said, they're all non-GMO, project verified, gluten-free, soy-free, kosher, and low GI. The one that I'm personally into, and so is Michael, is the dark chocolate chip peanut butter with sea salt. So good. It has like the perfect texture and the sea salt's absolutely delicious. They also come in snack size and the snack size is great to travel with. I just pack them in Zaza's lunch. Or I'll put them in the diaper bag and they have six grams of protein in the snack size ones. Absolutely amazing. Delicious. Perfect Bar knows it will be love at first bite. So for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try the refrigerated protein bars for free, you guys. So here's how it works. You sign up for email or text and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly into your Venmo or PayPal account. Pretty cool, right? All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash skinny to get a free perfect bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash skinny. You get a free perfect bar today. Happy snacking. It's important to have a husband that helps, especially if you're going to work. My thing is, if I'm going to work, then you got to help. It's like a 50-50 thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I have like a friend that the husband won't change any diapers. They won't wake up. That's not fair. <laughs> I feel like I, that would end in divorce with you and I. Well, I think it's strange. I mean, I want to help, right? And my children, I don't, I, I don't like, I, obviously I want to help my wife, but I also want to help my children. I, I always find it strange when guys like set lines in the sand and like, I'm not changing a diaper yeah. and I'm not doing this. Like, oh man, you know? I honestly thought it was like a, our culture thing, but it seemed like it's everywhere. It's not just a cultural thing. Just some, some men just don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't, I think it's, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I mean, I think there are some cultures that are stronger with like that masculine yeah. femi- feminine oh, yeah. line but yeah. I, I think there is like whenever like any culture where there's someone's like i'm the man and, I, and you're the woman like they they kind of like create these weird rules that correct. i just don't think need to exist anymore correct i think they're probably more damaging at this point than than helpful right yeah and, and that's how my parents were like my father would drink coffee and he would not pick up his cup what yeah he would, he would just drink coffee and leave it there and then my mom has to pick it up oh i thought you were saying like he wouldn't even drink the put the cup to his lips like she was like holding the cups i was like wow i was like well maybe we're gonna try that barn actually i am pretty tired in the morning no. <laughs> i thought he was like sitting back and just being like put the coffee to my Still, lips put your coffee cup away yeah. you gotta put your coffee cup away, cup away yeah yeah but- michael's pretty good i gotta give my i would give michael a 10 out of 10 i mean he's you, you Whoa, he woke up with a- the baby <laughs> Much you woke up with the baby three times last night, I think. I, I, I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, she does this thing. She's like, don't worry, I'll get up in the night. I, she, I, she she, doesn't get up. That's not my specialty. You know what my specialty is? Carrying the baby for 10 months. There you there go. You go. Exactly. You're welcome. Yeah. I carried the Absolutely. baby for 10 months. You can wake up a couple Correct. times in the middle of the night. Correct. I'm sorry. I really, truly feel like that. I agree. I don't care if that's delusional. I like literally sometimes when I'm like, he's like carrying all this stuff. I'm like, well, I carried the baby. Yep. So I did agree. you? <laughs> did you and your dad ever recover? 
My dad passed away when I was pregnant with my daughter. I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. Yeah, my dad passed away when I was so, yeah. He called my mom and he asked to, you know, forgive him. And my mom said, yeah, that's fine. You know, come back if you want to. My mom is very forgiving. That's one thing that she taught us. You know what? Just forgive someone. It's okay. Life goes on. I agree with your mom. It's yeah. it, I feel like it's liberating and free for the person yeah. to be able to. You feel peaceful. you have that peace of exactly. Yeah, yeah. you have that peace of mind. Yeah. yeah. So you are very into fitness. It's a huge part of your life. What are some wellness food tips for our audience? What are things that you grab on the go? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. We would love to hear it all. I'm not going to lie. I'm not very disciplined when it comes to food. I don't lie. If you if you're like, I eat McDonald's. Great. No, I don't eat McDonald's, but I try my best. I love sugar. I just ate sneakers before I came. <laughs> I love the honesty. <laughs> what I would say is like, obviously eat your vegetables, your fruits, your protein. That is a must. I mean, I do eat healthy food as well, but I indulge. There is no way that I just can't eat. I just can't eat clean all the time. No, it's not happening. I love my brownies. I got to eat it. I is love there, my cookies. Is there any food that we need to try that you would always eat in Pakistan that's so good that we probably oh haven't God. tried because we're Have in you America. tried butter chicken? Because that's the famous thing to everyone. Biryani, chicken biryani. Uh-oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, no. He, he Maybe we've tried it. I don't know. Explain what's it. What's butter chicken? Butter chicken is like it's chicken cubes marinated in like yogurt and like spices and a little bit of butter and everything. Yeah. You we gotta try butter that. chicken and naan. Well, this could what be your ki- this could be your one dish you learn to make me. What kind of yogurt? <laughs> Greek? No, what just kind? any plain yogurt. Just plain yogurt yeah. and butter. Yeah, it's no, no, but it's been cooked. It's been all marinated with spices and all that. Don't cook like that. I think. I'll look it up. I'll yeah, look, look it, up. it up. Yeah, butter chicken biryani, chicken biryani, meat biryani, veal biryani. Ooh, veal biryani yeah, sounds so good. good. I'm a big veal fan. Okay, you gotta try the veal biryani. Then. Okay, I got, I gotta try it. I gotta come to Toronto because I feel oh like you goodness. probably know the spots. Oh, to go absolutely. To. If you could leave our audience with a piece of advice that you think would really change their life, every, out of everything you've learned in your life, mm-hmm. what would it be? Just do whatever you want to do. You know, don't let people tell you what to do, what not to do. Especially for the Muslim girls, like don't let your hijab prevent you from doing anything. A lot of people, girls think, you know, there are hijabi they cover themselves they can't do this you can explain what you mean by that because there's a stereotype like you know you hear it all the time muslim women don't do the muslim women are oppressed that's not true i'm a mother i have three kids i have an amazing husband i do whatever i want to do and he's very supportive of what i do so i don't want people to think like you know muslim women are oppressed we're not if you ask my husband he's going to tell you straight up he's oppressed and i say Shut up, you're not well, I think you're right, especially in this culture. If you see a, a, people that are ignorant and see a woman covered up, they think, oh, somebody must be forcing her to be covered up. Exactly. Right. And they think, oh, they're not allowing her to uncover. Yeah. And that's my choice. It's not his choice. It's not anyone's choice. It's not my parents' choice. It's my choice because I had it on when I was uh, when my sister put it on and then I took it off as I was like, you know what? I- I'm not comfortable. I don't want to put it on my job. And then when I turned 23, I just decided I'm like, you know what? No, I want to put it on. You know, what's interesting that you just say that at the end is that one of the reasons I wanted to have you on on the podcast is because exactly what you just said. I I feel like a lot of people think, oh, you're oppressed. But to me, when I looked at your page and saw what you were doing, you didn't feel oppressed at all. Exactly. And so I think that's an an important conversation to have for someone to come out and say, I want to wear this. I'm not oppressed. I'm doing whatever I want. That's cool. Exactly. I think. The difficulty is in some places, there are obviously people that are oppressed. Correct. But, and in those cases, obviously, they're not making that choice. But Correct. It's not, that, that's not applicable to everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. That's not what Islam teaches. us. I think that's where the culture comes in. The oppression comes from the culture, not from the religion. If the religion doesn't teach that, is this just some 
bad characters taking advantage, advantage of, mis- of misinterpreting the Quran or something like that. Yep. 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 So that's, they've taken this and they've frustrating though for yeah, someone like is. you who doesn't feel oppressed at all. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Because it is a, I mean, especially if you, re- it's a beautiful religion, but to your point, there's a lot, there's, I mean, in any religion, and Correct. Just, there's a lot of evil that comes out of any. And I think if you have these kind of people that can take advantage and like twist words and then makes a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. I think it's awesome what you're doing. I think Thank it's really you. cool. And you're beating to the tune of your own drum. Where can everyone find you? Tell us how they can work out with you. Give us all the details. So you guys can find me on Instagram, SFM underscore fitness, even on TikTok, SFM underscore fitness. And then if you can download the app, Evolve You, there are six trainers. We're all doing like there's yoga, there's bar, there is HIT. My program is called HIT Focus Program, which like I said, it's consists of three levels, beginners, intermediate and advanced. And you can try whatever you want. And like I said, you don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be super fit to try my program. It's for anybody and for anyone, especially for the moms who don't have time because it's less than 30 minutes. You don't need to, you know, you don't need a gym membership and you don't need much equipment, just a dumbbell or maybe a resistant band. It really is no excuse. Nope. You can do it when the kids are screaming. Absolutely. Or sleeping. Yeah. Sleeping. (laughs) Well, mine's not sleeping until 10 p.m. So I'm exhausted. Thank you for coming on. It was very nice to meet you. Thank you. Everyone go follow. (laughs) Thank you you so much. Wait, don't go. Do you want to win a TSC beauty and wellness package for me? It's a great way to like start the new year. All you have to do is rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It takes like two seconds and someone from my team will slide into one of your inboxes and send you guys an incredible package. I hope you guys are relaxing so you can feel so rejuvenated for a new year. Cheers. Thank you.